0: Prior to this relationship, you struggled with self-love too, for sure, and self-acceptance.
1: I never, I've never said this. It's, just, it's so tough sometimes, like using words. Like my girlfriend before Alana was my first time dating a white girl. I never dated a white girl. It's my first time. I was like, you know what? I'm not. There's, I'm not gonna put any fucking color on love. I'm gonna go ahead and do this. And um, there was just a disconnect there. There was just a whole bunch in which that person couldn't control. But I also Felt like I went into that one trying to be a truer version of myself and that's why some of those things came
0: out. But the truer version of yourself with that your ex who was a white girl didn't work.
1: I don't think that I could have ever gotten to the maximum degree of my truth.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Even though you are in relationships, you don't always feel seen in relationships. You be like, damn, I think we just doing this.
0: Lovers and friends friends. I'ma take you on a trip, baby, I don't pretend I Lovers and friends. Uh, I'm going to hold you down, down to the end. I said. Hi there, lovers and friends. Happy Thanksgiving. Something I should have said to you last week, but because we missed an episode, I didn't get a chance to tell you that. And I want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, from my family to yours, I truly hope that you got rest that you had gratitude and if that included a great meal, that that happened for you as well. Um, if that was a day of rebellion for you because of what the day stands for, I hope that you had a lovely rebellious day. Now, we missed last week unexpectedly and I would love to blame it on the fact that it took us four days to travel back from Columbia to Los Angeles because of connecting flights and weather issues, etc. cetera. But the real truth is, I actually could have still salvaged it and finished the episode had I not gotten extremely high the day that we got home. I find that holidays are a great opportunity for heavy discussions. Some people like them because it's a time to party and get drunk. I like birthdays. I like Thanksgiving. I like anniversaries because it's time to talk about our feelings. And there are a couple of feelings. Actually, am I getting lightheaded right now? I'm about to pass out. What's going on? You know when you you feel like it's it's not real? Woo! Now if you know me, you know there's a story here because I don't get high and I don't even drink. But here's what happened. So after this long ass travel. We finally get back home and I have tons of packages because I've been away from home for a month. So I'm opening up my packages and one of those happened to be gummies. I get gummies pretty frequently, you know, whether they're to increase sex drive or some vitamin or supplement or something for postpartum, you know, gummies have become a part of the wellness world. And so these gummies, I don't know what they said they did, but I just know that I was craving something sweet and it was right in front of me. I do know it said micro dosing on it. So I'm like, oh, it must have some form of CBD or something. And don't get me wrong. I acknowledge that CBD is cannabis. However, CBD is in many things that I get. They're in lubes that I have used before. It never really has an effect on my mood because it's like over the counter and it's, it's mailed to you. So what's the harm? So I just popped two of these seemingly innocent micro dosing gummies into my mouth and went about my day trying to record the podcast as you saw. Initially, I thought it was travel, and then I'm like, maybe I'm dehydrated, and then I thought I had low blood pressure, then I thought I was dying, and then all of a sudden it clicked, and I was like, what about those gummies that you took? Were those actually all that micro? So um, <laughs> that's just a fun story. It actually kind of ties into the guest of this episode, Steele Brim. Steele Brim hosts a podcast called Wine and Weed in which they smoke weed and have a little drinky drink before and during episodes. I've been a guest in that podcast twice. I have never partaken in those extracurriculars. But again, after this experience, I get why their podcast is such a hit. So if you don't know, Sterling Brim, a.k.a. Stilo, is a comedian, podcast host, actor, TV host, producer, and a musician. You might recognize him from MTV's show Ridiculousness. He is the host of Wine and Weed, as I mentioned, and he also recently landed a deal with Paramount Plus and MTV Entertainment Studios, where he will develop, executive produce, and appear on camera. So obviously very excited to have them as a guest here on Lovers and Friends, a podcast. And through doing this episode, I was reminded of an earlier joy that I used to have. Years ago, when I started my YouTube channel, I would do these sex talks and often I had straight heterosexual men as guests and they would surprisingly be my most favorite guests because I might've gone into the interview expecting them to have one kind of story. And I was always blindsided with a much more fascinating truth.
1: It was crazy, because in my mind, I thought like, I could go forever. And then I, got, I went through this spurt where I was busting quick. Most men that you meet don't want a hand job.
0: He bring said... Bring me all
1: the hand jobs. <laughs> Other dudes don't want them, fine, bring them to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't jizz from regular sex. It's very rare. I feel like I lusted strongly after, I don't know about love, never loved anybody, but...
0: You've never loved anybody? You've never
1: loved any well, I mean, of like my, other than like my mom and well, family. Yeah, yeah. I grew up watching a bunch of porn, and I see how they rocking and shit, and mine was nothing like that, so many shit. Cause I feel like anytime you tell somebody your your truth or the things you de- dealt with, you try to, of course, gloss it up a little bit, or else you look like a maniac. Most of us are fucking maniacs. When you, t- when you start talking to people for real, you get to know a person, you be like, this nigga's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I know I'm crazy. And I'm like, yo, I've never had somebody be like, hey, I know you crazy too but I'm willing to deal with your crazy and help you work on this crazy. I've always just had people be like, you crazy. And then you feel crazier.
0: That last sound bite that you just heard was an excerpt from the interview with Steele O'Brim that we're about to get into. A conversation that, no, was not a sex talk, but definitely was a raw, vulnerable, bold, naked, exciting conversation that had tons of twists and turns that I genuinely believe that you will enjoy. The last time that i saw you yeah it felt like yesterday yeah but if i assess how different my life is and your life is it feels like a lifetime ago yeah you've moved homes i have moved homes yeah you're in love
1: yeah both of our lives have drastically and you're a bonus dad too i am a bonus dad yeah yeah
0: the last time that i saw you too you were this could just be me having a the wrong perception of you. Yeah. But I looked at you as like Bachelor for Life. Oh, did you? You know what it was? It was first of all, you lived in the ultimate bachelor pad.
1: Definitely lived a bachelor life, yeah. Yeah. For sure.
0: That to be said, when I saw on Instagram, and I'm obviously late because you were in a three-year relationship. I just saw this post of you and your girl making out. You were on a beautiful vacation together. Yeah. And the caption was get you some uncomfortable love. And yeah. so immediately I DM'd you and I was like, did. can I talk <laughs> to you? Like, I wanna know about this just because my perception of you was that this you this wasn't gonna be your life. I
1: guess, yeah, we started off just hanging out. Like, which is apparently I'm out here doing partying and just <laughs> hanging out with people. <laughs> so no, uh, yeah, we just, I had already met her years and years and years before that one time. She, uh, I guess, left an impression on me at least that I had remembered her and I had um, only seen her That was maybe like seven years prior. And then I saw her again a couple times. I was like, I remember this girl. I don't know her name or it is, but I definitely remember this girl. And then I started to see her a couple more times, and I uh, had DM'd her, actually. And she didn't respond. And then uh, I DM'd her again because I knew she couldn't have seen it, (laughs) okay? And then um, she didn't respond. And then um,
0: Did you delete your old DM?
1: No, I left them shits right there Okay, good Uh, To start at least Uh, Somebody
0: was telling me recently That they've been trying to get at Zendaya for years mm -hmm. But they're like every month I DM her Yeah But then if the next time I go to DM I delete the old DM Yeah So it looks like it's the first time Of course,
1: as you should If you're doing this every (laughs) month Which is pretty (laughs) aggressive She has seen your post already She (laughs) is saying no She's (laughs) a strong no I had DM'd her twice And then I wasn't going to DM her again I hadn't seen her Cool she shows up at my birthday party, my my birthday party of all places. For me, you know what I'm saying, if I saw you at a random party, I probably wouldn't say shit to you. But this is my birthday party, the audacity. Because I know that you at least saw them DMs. Don't play with me. So I walk up to her. I say, yo, so you're going to really pull up to my birthday party. And you know you didn't respond back to me with them DMs. She said, oh, my God for you to even say that and then she, <laughs> I said look look I start talking to her in that moment let her know it's my birthday I'm getting lit tonight so I probably not the best like night yeah probably not the best night it's my birthday okay, I can't you're, you're for my guy. birthday I can't party that's crazy I'm not even allowed to party anymore I'm becoming a partier uh, but no I was like yo it's probably not the night for me to like really shoot my shot at you seeing that I'm moving around it's my birthday but I would love to, you know. Oh,
0: you said I, this. Yeah.
1: I would love to have an opportunity to just take you out some get some coffee and some shit. She was like, definitely. I was like, I don't even drink coffee, but we could definitely go do that. And she was like, cool. Or something close to it. She was like, you try again. And then I DM'd her the next day and was like, now we'll try again. Let's start over.
0: Did you shoot your shot like this is, you know, when you watch a movie and they're like, this is my girl? Or was it like, oh, this is a girl?
1: No, I don't ever think. Like, this is my girl. That's not, that's just not how I'm wired. In the moment, I was like, yeah, I probably just want to kick it with her. I'm I'm not newly single, but I'm single, and I'm, like, not necessarily looking for a relationship at the time. And then uh, we started kicking the same way that she probably thought, oh, there's more here. I thought this. he was a partier. I thought he was all this stuff. Um, I didn't know her. But, you know, I saw her at a couple of events that I, I didn't parties. And in my eyes, I was like, oh, maybe you a here. Maybe you are this same type of girl that, you know, will allow me to just come in and we hang out on some smooth, just sex shit and keep it moving. And uh, she was more. She was more, and uh, she was trying to let me know that as well. Like, hey, Maxie Morton, whatever uh, the fuck you think this is? And I was like, all right, cool. And, and then uh, also as a child, that was a, a whole new thing for me, being like, damn you got a kid fam, that's crazy. Cause I never saw myself dating anyone with a child unless it was our child together. Um, but my whole thing also to her because I'm a super family oriented person um, that, you know, I really believe and you know, you know I, I'm, a, I'm a strong supporter Of fucking being a great parent Like yeah. if being present And being there um, When your child needs you So that was one thing I also let her know I was like hey If we are to kick I don't want To necessarily Like I'm not trying to jump in And be some father figure But I don't like That if we spend a lot of time And I ain't seen your kid Like where your kid at fam mm-hmm. Like where your kid at <laughs> And she was like No I gotta sit up This time and this I was like yeah But like Where your kid at And she, she's a great mom So she was like no I'm cool with that. Just didn't know also how you would take to me if I wanted to bring my son around, whatever, whatever. I was like, you might as well bring him around. And then also, for me, as I continue to to be with her, important to her life and also his, you know, our relationship is so strong. So then it makes it where it's like, yeah, like, if I didn't like her kid, oh, i tell her all the time. Your kid was shitty, it'd be easy easy choice not to date you
0: you know what's so crazy (laughs) listen to this story all in all because it's just so much brutal honesty because the reason we're here we had a pre-call about what we're going to talk about and you said this is the first time that i've been myself in a relationship yeah and there's nothing about you that says you have a problem being yourself yeah (laughs) it sounds like you're the person who always just says exactly how you feel and who always puts it out there or was this something radical that you decided just before you met your partner you're like, I'm gonna start actually being true to me.
1: Yeah, but for me, it was like, you know, you start dating a new chick, you might come in and lie a little bit and be like, nah, I'm this, you heard what? I cheated. People just say anything nowadays, don't they? Versus coming in and just being like, hey, this is exactly who I was. This is exactly who I feel like I am today. And this is exactly where I want to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if you're somebody that can help me with all of those things, which I think my girl, like, truly just amplified my life in the most positive ways. And a lot of those, like, for me, I didn't have a lot of structure. My shit was just, I'm very get up and go. Figure it out. It's time to go. It's time to work. I know that much. But it's still structuring all of that. My girl's brought so much structure uh, um, to me that i just feel like what the fuck was i doing in, in different you know what i'm saying like in, in like different relationships i felt like i was always trying to help better my partner i never had anyone that was trying to necessarily help better me
0: yeah but they didn't know you either
1: yeah they didn't they didn't yeah they didn't know me they didn't know me i definitely would say my last relationship definitely didn't know me like that that wasn't her fault all the way and then the relationship before that we were just both young and we didn't know each other we're both just like not real versions of ourselves. We we wanted something, um, but we, I think we were just young and wild, and I'm just like, nah, this ain't, there's no way that this could fucking be stable at any point, this is, this is wild, this is craziness, but yeah, I learned a lot from that shit too.
0: Cause when you were telling me about it, you were like, basically, prior to this relationship, you struggled with self-love too. For sure. And self-acceptance. So what I want to figure out is, did you meet Alana and then decide from that point going forward you wanted to be authentic or you decided before you met her and this is the relationship that came as a result?
1: Um, I, th- yeah, I think that I decided before. Uh, I think even in my relationship prior to meeting Alana, I tried to be somewhat somewhat authentic. I think there was a, a disconnect Um with what I wanted and honestly who I really, I'm still, still every day searching, soul searching for myself, still searching each day to become, know exactly who I am, work on myself. You know, I, I feel confident in, in, in who I am, but still I think that um, I never, I've never said this. It's just, it's so tough sometimes, like using words. Like my girlfriend before Alana was my first time dating a white girl. I never dated a white girl. It's my first time. I was like, you know what? I'm not. There's, I'm not gonna put any fucking color on love. I'm gonna go ahead and do this. I grew up in a very pro-black home, so this was like different for my family, for me, for everybody. It was like, okay, let's see what's up here. And um, there was just a disconnect there, just because I grew up in a very pro-black home. I grew up on the West Side of Chicago in the hood. Like, there was just a whole bunch in which that person couldn't control. But I also Felt like I went into that one trying to be a truer version of myself. And that's why some of those things came out during that relationship where I was like, oh, shit, this is really who I am. This is how I really feel. This is what, you know, I really want to represent me at the end of the day What I wanted to do this. And I think coming into this relationship. Uh,
0: but the truer version of yourself with that your ex who was a white girl didn't work.
1: I don't think that I could have ever gotten to the maximum degree of my truth. Mm-hmm. You know, um, of my truth, and that's not to say to anybody else. But I don't think I would have got to the maximum degree of my truth uh, with a white girl. It was yeah, it's just a lot, and just and just in things I believe, and and just pains and different things that I, you know hurt that I haven't necessarily uh, that this country hasn't healed, and that I haven't healed. It was just stuff that I was like, man, I don't want to put you through this shit. Saying I got nothing to do it with you. This is me finding myself and realizing that these things, I think coming into a relationship with, you know, with my girl now, it was just more like, hey, I can be true about how I feel and everything and this and this and this. And I can be true about who I was and what I've done and this and this and this. And this person was accepting of me of that. And I was like, I ain't never had somebody just be like, I see you, fam, and I'm accepting of that. Because I feel like anytime you tell somebody your, your truth or the things you dealt with, you try to, of course, gloss it up a little bit or else you look like a maniac. Most of us are fucking maniacs. <laughs> when, you talk, when you start talking to people for real, you get to know a person, you be like, this nigga's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I know I'm crazy, and I'm like, yo, I've never had somebody be like, hey, I know you crazy too, but I'm willing to deal with your crazy and help you work on this crazy. I've always just had people be like, you crazy, and then you feel crazier.
0: Well, you've made a career out of being <laughs> crazy, but yeah. like, I guess it's like a brand of crazy. When you're yeah. mixing multiple strains, It can feel chaotic so then do you feel like you had curated a version of like your persona which because like you've always appeared to be free you've always appeared to be confident you've always appeared to be yourself Mm -hmm. but what you're telling me is that those things being true is actually new
1: isn't that not Hollywood? Is it not like people building facades and building different
0: things? Yeah, and but then I think you get into a habit of doing that in relationships too. Of feeling like, because this is what the brand that people know of you, that when they meet you, you're like, I got to carry and keep this shit up. For sure. So when you can get with someone where you could actually be authentic and share all of yourself and all the various versions of that, there's something like very freeing about that, but I would assume also very scary.
1: Um yeah it's something very scary i think i think anything that i've in the last i guess three years since i've been with alana but um even prior to but anything that i've like tried to do and and in those years or brand has been nothing but trying to if i can if i can if there's a window for it to monetize my truth and to not do anything that isn't my truth that has like really been what the fuck i'm on
0: you said that it is hard for men to love themselves. What does that mean? I told you it was a good conversation, but let's take a break for a moment to talk about life insurance. If you're listening to this Gerber Life Guaranteed Life Insurance Sponsorship ad, there's a good chance that you're alive. And if you're not, well, this might not be of interest to you. Now, I know what you're thinking. Life insurance, I'm gonna live forever. Death is what happens to other people. And well, for the sake of argument, let's assume you're wrong and that someday you won't be listening to podcasts anymore. I know it's not easy to talk about. So I'll do the talking. If you're 50 plus and alive or 50 to 75 in New York, you can apply for Gerber Life Guaranteed Life Insurance with guaranteed acceptance regardless of your health. And since this life insurance is guaranteed, you don't have to have a medical exam. In fact, You don't even have to fill out a health questionnaire. For a free quote, just visit GerberLifeFamily.com. Then, when you stop, I mean, if you stop listening to podcasts, your family can use the insurance money to help cover your final expenses or anything else. Look, your kids already inherited your ears, allergies, and questionable singing voice. Don't make them inherit your final expenses tab, too. See website for terms and restrictions. You said that it is hard for men to love themselves. What does that mean?
1: Just like women are told at a very uh, young age of like, hey, your body is your temple. You don't just give that to anybody. You matter. And like that is special. And it th- 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 is. And I don't, I'm, I mean, maybe it was, maybe it's a disconnect in generations. Maybe it was when I was growing up. Uh, I don't feel like nobody pulling little niggas to the side and being like, hey man, that dick of yours, you keep that to yourself. That is yeah. special. Okay, you tuck that in your pants, and you never share it to a soul until you're ready. Okay, I feel like growing up, it was damn near like yo, smashing chicks or being around chicks is certain. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sport, and it's a trophy, fam. You got it. You try and get the trophy, you ain't getting all the holes though. How many numbers you get in there, fam? Like at an early age, you feel these ways of like oh, and then you grow up, you like damn, I wasn't self loving. I wasn't out here really, you know. Just loving on myself. I was out here giving my body and my soul to everybody. Like that is insane. Like the more you like, you know, the more you just get in touch with yourself, the more you, you Why? Start, huh? Why? I don't know. I um I feel like for me, I try to to truly separate the two. I don't know if I don't know if um if every person that I've had sex with, there's a soul tie. I know you hear that all the time. I don't know if I have a soul tie with everybody. Myself, I can only speak for myself, I, didn't, I don't need to be attached to everybody. You know, sometimes I go in in rooms and I I feel bad about my myself being in rooms. With, if it's too many chicks in there, I'm like, man, I know all these chicks. I shouldn't know all these chicks. Even if I didn't smash all the chicks, I'm like, I shouldn't know all these chicks. And then I see smash couple of these chicks it this feels like uh, it feels uncomfortable on me I feel like I'm the chick now society is flipping it on me now I'm like I'm a dirty little fucking cum guzzler I shouldn't be in this room <laughs> I'm like I like I don't know but there's it's just something about it that I feel like why was I spreading myself so thin why was I giving so much of myself away to people who might not necessarily even have been deserving quote-unquote yes you know mm-hmm. and I just don't know if men necessarily grow up feeling that way or if maybe that's something that's just me growing up maybe that's just me finding more uh, um peace within instead of seeking peace wherever else
0: because i would think too like as a dude your worthiness or like what you how much value you have could be qualified by your dick or your wallet yeah right and if i
1: got both what's up (laughs) No, I'm
0: joking. But then I'm assuming what you're trying to say is that, like, as you get older, you realize that, like, that actually doesn't hit to me what makes me worthy.
1: To me. To me. Because for me, like, I also know a whole bunch of dudes who forever, that is the game they choose to play and will play forever. And I'm like, that's a crazy game. That's kind of dope that you could live that game for. I don't know. I just don't. It's not me. I feel like I've done it. I've done it. And I'm like, damn, it, it still didn't give me any of. Any, uh, if it was completion, I was looking for nothing close to it, you know. So it's like why continue to? I don't. I'm a I'm a dude that yeah, like you said, joking about a business savvy, but like I am a fucking businessman. I do believe that same thing about relationships. If I'm gonna continue to invest in anything, I want a, some kind of return. Yeah. And I don't know if sex just with a random chick gives me that return. Uh, I don't know if it ever did. I probably. Thought it did just because you, you you get those returns through people feeling a certain way or you hear you, you get those gratifications or that, those dopamines through girls telling you you're good at it. So then you want to be like, yeah, I'm good at it, so let me, you know what I'm saying, do more of that because I'm doing what y'all, yeah, y'all heard about. I came in for this. And then you were like, yo, but I'm getting nothing. Am I just doing a show? Yeah. This ain't for me.
0: Well, let me ask the Oprah question then. <laughs> How did you redefine worthiness and how did that impact your ability to be in the kind of love that you are today?
1: Um, Ooh, that is an open question. Uh, it is. So <laughs> what,
0: how did you redefine self-love? What do you love about you? That's kind of the, the boiled down answer of it. If you're like, look, I get that the world wants me to look at myself in terms of how much I can spend and how many women I can fuck. Yeah, but that's not how I see myself, and that's not how I want to be seen. What did you switch the the definition to?
1: Uh, I just feel like just the truth. I feel like it was yeah. Again, it was just your truth. As I'm asking what the truth is. Yeah, what my my you said my full truth. I mean, my truth is just again, it's my like being myself. Like I am a lunatic. I'm a fucking crazy person. Like, if you can deal with me, I already think, like, you are also a crazy person. I don't know how you're dealing with me. But, like, for me, it's like being able to really, like you say, you seem so free. Being able to really uh, cross that that threshold of freedom and, and voice the things that matter to me. And to for someone to understand that and, and, to, and to feel like, okay, not only will I not call you uh crazy kanye i'm going to help you mold whatever this this crazy is i want you know what i'm saying like for me it's just like living in those truths being able to truly use my voice and for for years i feel like even being on the show that i was on it's a very middle america white show you know what i'm saying like you you might play a game just cuz you like yo those are our fans it's our demo i'm not going to just no shit on our demo like i fuck with them cool i fuck with them but some of their ideologies i might not fuck with some of the thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, for me, even in that same that same curve, just being able to tell my truth all in and and, and that also be in love as well. If I'm a freak as well, if I'm like, yo, this is the shit I'm into, I know that if I could go to my girl with anything, not say I do, but if I know if I did and was like, yo, shorty, this is what I want to try tonight, she'd be like, all right, mm-hmm. the fuck you want to do this? Let's figure that out. And vice versa. So, the love I am, I'm like, okay, I've never done that, but okay, if you into that.
0: But you know what's interesting? Cause I'm thinking about in terms of how you described it for women. Cause I do think that especially in my generation, women were told like, you're not your bodies. You have so much more to offer. Mm-hmm. Like you are an incredible person. You are a whole being. And so then answering the question, like what's lovable about you or what do you love about yourself? Might've come more naturally. Of like, I want people to love me for my passion for the environment. Of I want course. people to love me for my heart. I want people to love me cause I'm family oriented. Like those would come to mind. But for a dude, you have probably never had to think about like, yeah, like what about me do I love? And what do I want in turn for the people who love me to recognize and champion?
1: Yeah. I think I, I probably saw all the things I wanted to be loved from for through my dad, just looking at him, just being like, I oh, use the same shit. I don't know if I, you know, you necessarily realize it as a kid, but you grow up and then, you know, it, it, for me early on, I realized like I'm just like this. Man. Yeah. <laughs> like it was for me. It was cool. I, I went trip. I was like, cool. I'm a, like, for me, it's like, Leaving behind any of that, leaving behind like we just live forever. You just you live forever. It's just about if your updated version is gonna be better or not. Like I hope your updated version is better. Like if you if you implement those things, if you're giving everything to your child, and you planting all those seeds, then you know I hope that you know when Stilo 2.0 comes out, and not said I need to say name or anything, but when my child comes out, <laughs> uh, that you just feel like man, he better than you. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought you were good. But he's better than you. I think that's what we live for. I think that's the whole point of it. But um yeah, so I saw that shit through my dad. Like, this is what I want to be loved for, but I want to be a better version. Yeah.
0: So to bring that back to your relationship with Alana now, do you feel like this is the first person who loves you for how you want to be loved?
1: For sure. Like, the first time I felt like really seen and been like, i right, cool. Like, even though you. Are in relationships, you don't always feel seen in relationships. you be like, damn, I think we're just doing this. Yeah, I think this is some shit we just doing. <laughs> I think we're doing it right. Uh, <laughs> it's not working, but you like <laughs> maybe we're not doing it right actually. <laughs> but like, yeah, sometimes I think for my other two relationships, for definitely for a, a, a part of them for sure, I was like, I think I'm just doing this, and that's not a feeling i want to have necessarily versus i'm building something and i'm moving towards something and i feel like Alana definitely gives me that and yeah she definitely makes me feel seen and in and, and love for all my little weird nuances and weird ways and she's like all right i still love you for whatever this is
0: you described your relationship as unconventional and you're like this is the first time that i redefined the rules because your parents grew up uh your parents were traditional relationship i guess right
1: and yeah, you said that sure. you,
0: your parents counsel people so that you heard a certain script about how relationships are supposed to go. But in this relationship, you threw that out the window and you guys wrote what worked for you.
1: Yeah, for sure. Which is I think which is the whole fucking point of doing a relationship. I mean, like, again, to take it back to business, like, I think it's just um, I think it's an adjustable rate. I think it's just I think that, you know as the relationship goes as we change each seven years as 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 things are constantly moving i need somebody that's able to just adapt and, and and be like okay well this works for us for whatever reason this way like not that's not how we're structured i just think that we're more structured like a real working relationship i don't know if i ever had a real working relationship versus like these are rules we follow rules or the relationship's not a relationship anymore. Versus, like, yo, well, if I'm feeling this way about this thing, like, we're not in a line. I definitely don't. We've I hung out with a couple girls before in our relationship, but that's not like. I hate to even say that because it's not anything that's even based in our relationship. But I think it's the easiest thing to say to to say, okay, this is different than my parents' relationship. Yeah. You know so what I'm saying? Do you
0: guys aden- identify as being monogamous?
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm not trying to cheat on her. Like, I don't. I don't. I think that. Again, I said truth earlier. I'll go back to this, that. So like, when you
0: said that you have girls in the relationship, you more so mean like you guys partake together. Yeah. So there's no we have. outside I'm not even activities. trying to. I'm chilling. You're together. If you do open it up, it's you open it together.
1: Together for a moment. Okay. I think I just feel free overall. I feel free uh, in, in my voice. I feel free in my morals. I feel free in... in, in um my future like dreaming like feel feel free to dream that's fucking important to have somebody that like you know you tell the craziest things to people sometimes they'll look at you and be like you crazy as fuck like mm. that's not gonna happen and you like okay you're the wrong person
0: people always say that bit of advice like get with somebody who accepts you 100 percent and I think that's a double-edged sword piece of advice because, in some ways, it's like find an enabler. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but <laughs> on the flip side, it's kind of exactly what you're saying. Yeah,
1: no, I don't think no, I don't think she enables. She definitely tries to hold me accountable. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, she's definitely not because
0: there's a balance there. One hundred
1: percent. Because my my I know my one hundred percent. Even me knowing that, like, oh, I can live my truth. I still know that my truth. Or, or or I have ways about me that I gotta fucking get together. I'm I'm a constant work of art. That I'm like this ain't perfected just yet, and I don't know if we'll ever reach perfection. Uh, I think it's our 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 duty to strive for it at least. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that well, my girl, it's just yeah. She constantly knows okay, this person's working themselves, but she's definitely there to let me know hey, that's not okay. She makes me. I think even just more aware of the small things too, like I'm such a big picture person that I'll zoom past your ass getting the big picture sometimes. Not ever uh step on anybody, but sometimes I'm just like, boom, like I'm I'm gone. I'm moving this way. I'm moving. I ain't even thinking about that. You know what I'm saying? And she is such a, she's a nurturer. So she's such a person that like notices the small things. She's the person that like will send my family, anybody roses, anybody passes away. Somehow they got roses for me. They got flowers for me already. I'm like, I paid for this. (laughs) My girl's like, yeah, I sent them flowers because I'm like, oh, shit. Like, but it, it makes me stop, which I should. Anyway, it makes me stop and fucking be more aware of the big things or the small things that I should be paying attention to as well. Like, she makes me, yeah, she just made me better and shit.
0: There was something that I said when I first got together with my <laughs> husband and I was like, this is, it seems like a fucked up thing to say because of all that we've been taught about self-love. Mm-hmm. Like you got to love yourself first. You got to love yourself fully. And that shouldn't be contingent on anybody else. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, the craziest thing though is a good love makes you love yourself more. Yeah. Do you relate to that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I was going through probably like a whole bunch of different things through through business, through, and, and I feel like, you know, I don't. Yeah, I hate to, because that makes it sound like some weird trauma bond and some shit. But I feel like my girl was just there in ways that I was like, yeah, I found more love for self through her. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I just adore you, friend. And if you also enjoyed this conversation with Stilo, you are definitely going to like Wine and Weed, the podcast that he hosts along with one of his besties, Chris. It is funny. It is informative. It is all the things that you would expect a podcast with two high comedic friends to be. I've been a guest on it twice. So go and find those episodes and then go to the library. It's a lot of fun. And also a lot of fun is to follow along with Stilo on Instagram and his other social accounts, because that's how you see all the cool things that he's up to and putting out there in the world. And all of this information can be found in the show notes for quick access to Steelo's World. Also, the show notes is a great place to go to get quick access to the rate and review section of the podcast. And this is the part where I lecture people to go and do that. But I also have got to grind a gear right now with the YouTube community who is new to Lovers and friends, before this was an audio-only podcast, we now have video also on YouTube. And the YouTube community has been getting on my last f-ing nerves. I want to talk about it. But before that, let's have a woo-saw moment. And also, this is a great opportunity for me to tell you about the last sponsor of this episode. Last but not least, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a service that matches you with a licensed professional therapist or counselor that helps you to navigate through the various landmines and valleys and peaks of life. And BetterHelp is a great option for people who are looking for therapy that is accessible, that is affordable, and that is customizable. And I have been a customer of BetterHelp. I have benefited from it, especially while I was pregnant. And if you were at a place where you feel like you could use an extra hand, an extra ear, extra tools to navigate life better with, then this is for you. Listen up. So BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to match you with a therapist, and if things aren't clicking with that therapist, you can easily change at any point. I changed therapists twice through BetterHelp before I found somebody who I felt was very helpful for me. It just couldn't be simpler. So to learn more and to save more, all you have to do is go to betterhelp.com/lovers. That's betterhelp.com slash lovers. And that way you're going to save 10% off your first month with better help. Once again, because I want to make sure you heard that betterhelp.com slash lovers for 10% off your first month with better help. And now onto the YouTube community. One of the reasons that I really enjoyed this podcast being audio only is that The conversation between us tends to be a lot more thoughtful instead of just scrolling down to the comments and just writing things as you're listening, you have to pause, stop, look for the rate and review section, and then type out something mindful that is not just a knee-jerk response to something that you saw at minute 13, it's a thoughtful response to how you feel about the whole episode or the whole podcast at large and i felt like that that dialogue was a lot more helpful in me making and shaping this into a podcast that i love and that i have a community that i also feel like an equal amount of love towards the youtube culture tends to be a lot more reactive and responsive and i just want to say reading between my lines editorializing my vulnerability is not what I hope for when I put out personal episodes like the last one I did with my husband, Jared Brady. And while most people engaged very responsibly with this content and shared very personal messages or very encouraging messages or shared their own stories, there were definitely some people who felt the need to spin fan fiction um, and just spew misinformation about my relationship or twist my words or Jared words in ways that aren't necessary because we're giving it to you very straight, uncharacteristically, very boldly straight, very bravely straight as is. So I just always think it's so cheap when people take your honesty and try to squeeze something vile out of it. Not necessary, not cool, not appreciated. What is appreciated though, are all the people who took the time to go and rate and review the podcast. I love the comments, don't get me wrong. The conversation that you get to have on YouTube is bar none. It is 50% of why people choose this platform, not just to hear what I have to say, but to see how people engage with it. And I actually did read on that particular episode, a lot of people really loving the comment section for the reasons I mentioned before. There were great stories and life lessons and nuggets and truth and words of encouragement in there. But obviously as the person who was putting themselves out there, I am going to be sensitive to the negativity, and that's what I'm commenting on. But I do separate the two and understand that it's not all bad. There's definitely a lot of beauty in there. Anyways, moving on. Another beautiful thing that you can do, aside from commenting, is rating and reviewing the podcast, because this act is, bar none, the strongest thing you can do as a listener to support a podcast, because this is the space where advertisers go, and also potential guests go to see if there is an activated community. I go there all the time to get feedback, and I'm really grateful to Joni, to Farrell, to Jessica Joyce, to Pearls, to Miyu, to Jazzy Ice, to May, to E.B. Waller, and as well to Daryl Walkie um, for all recently rating and reviewing the podcast. Whether you give it one star or five, that act is an act of love, and I deeply Love and appreciate you for that. That's all. I'm definitely going to be loving next week because we're going to be back to a more normal flow. I've got a lot more time with the episode. I am finally off of East Coast time and back fully here on West Coast time and tuned in with you. And thank you for tuning in to Lovers and Friends, a podcast. We'll chat next week. Bye. Lovers and friends. Lovers and friends. I'm going to take you on a trip, baby. I don't pretend. I said,
1: lovers and friends. I'm uh. I'm going to
0: hold you down, down to the end, I said. Lovers and Friends is executive produced by Shared Entertainment's Shan Boudram. It is produced by Boudram and Krizia Cruz with production support from 2S Entertainment's Adam Krasner, Isabel Gallant, and Brianna Barone. The Lovers and Friends theme song is produced by Sean Ross and performed by Jared Brady, who also does the scoring and engineering on our episodes. Lovers and Friends is powered by Audio Boom and made possible by our incredible sponsors who you can show love to,